0: my name is Jeff Grasher. Welcome to Postscript Shorts, uh, where we will interview students from the Living Faith Bible Institute. And this time for this episode, we are going to introduce a recent graduate, actually, a student who just graduated from the the Bible Institute, Um, a friend of mine from down in Georgia, Chris Allred. Welcome to the show, Chris Allred. Thank you. Happy to be here. Chris, we want to know who you are. Um, We want to hear just a little bit about your church, um, about your family, about your ministry. Uh, Just give us some context about
1: who you are. Sure. Uh, So my name is Chris Allred. I I was born in Decatur, Alabama. So I am from the South, but uh, I was raised a missionary kid. So uh, where I was born is not necessarily home to me. Uh, I got a lot of places I could claim as home. But uh, my family was discipled and raised in ministry in, in Decatur Baptist Church. If you guys are familiar with the fellowship, you may know the name Joe McKaig, and, and that's where he pastors. Uh, and when I was about six years old, uh, we left for Mexico, and, uh, and so I, I was raised mostly on the mission field all of my formative years anyway. Uh, so that that's where I grew up. That's my exposure. I, I don't know a time when my parents weren't doing ministry. In fact, uh, when I was born, my, my best friend in elementary school, uh, his mom and my mom were, were doing discipleship, and we were born two weeks apart. So literally, like as we were newborns, we were drooling on our chew toys together on a blanket while our while our mom's discipled. So uh, that from birth, uh, I've been exposed to discipleship and ministry and, and missions, and I, I don't know anything differently. I don't know what it's like not to be in church. So that, that's kind of... My background anyway. But then as an adult, I had to figure out to serve the Lord for myself. So I'm in Cartersville, Georgia, and I serve uh, on staff. I'm an intern here at my church at Oakland Heights Baptist Church. My pastor is James DeCoker. Um, I've been interning for three years or so. I've been doing student ministry for about seven-ish years. I led middle school for a while, and now I lead the high school ministry. Um, And I'm a deacon serve on the missions team. I just get, get my hands in anything I can, you know, really. (laughs) Man. So
0: how did, so you're, you're at Oakland Heights and how did you get there? And how did you get involved into everything? I mean, uh, you you mentioned that, you know, from birth you were, your family was about the ministry, but how do you, how do you find yourself in the place that you are now? When did that happen? And what did that look
1: like? Uh, it's, it was a bit of a journey, actually. I was born in ministry, was raised on the mission field. But when I reached my teenage years, uh, I allowed uh, the obstacles of being a missionary and the difficulties that came with that to turn me bitter. So there was a, maybe between a year and a, to a two-year span where I was not really interested in serving the Lord or anything to do with Him. Uh, but God knows how uh, God knows how to press your buttons and, and draw you back to Him. And He was gracious, and He did. So really, my senior year is when I got serious about wanting to serve the Lord. So uh, I left on a journey to try and figure out how to do that. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew I wanted to to serve God. So I went to Bible college for a year. I thought, if I want to serve God, that's, I'll go to Bible college. They'll teach me how to do that. Um, but over a, a maybe a three to four-year journey of going from Bible college in one state to transfer into another and switching majors and talking to professors, pastors, Sunday school teachers, looking for someone who would invest in me. uh, I continuously came up empty finding that um, I would ask different leaders, you know, would you teach me how to study the Bible? Would you teach me how to be a pastor and to do ministry like you do? I want to read the Bible for myself and learn how to teach it to people. And no one had the answers other than you need to go to Bible college. And, you know, I, I didn't know much but i i just felt like i didn't jive with what i had seen in the bible about pastors are there for the edifying of the saints for perfecting of the saints edifying of the church and that kind of thing and uh for some reason bible college didn't pass the smell test i thought if i want to do ministry i i really thought the church was supposed to teach me that um so i I came to a point where finally about i think it was 2013 maybe uh, or 2014 i'd asked my dad i called him he's in mexico he's still a missionary called him and my older brother and asked him, what do I do? I, I want to be trained for ministry. And it's not happening at my church. Uh, they'll send me to Bible college. And uh, my dad said, we well, need to go to a church that's, that's ready to equip you. And I, I can recommend one that you should visit. And I was in Jacksonville, Florida. So I drove up to Cartersville uh, with my wife on a weekend and we visited Oakland Heights where my dad had told me to check out. And uh, it was on the first Sunday, we walked through the doors. We knew this is where we need to be. So uh, from the time I decided I wanted to serve the Lord, which would have been about 2009 to about 2015, I was searching, where can I go that someone will invest in me? Uh, so I'm grateful that I landed here, got discipled, and it was the discipleship process that took me from, from wanting to serve the Lord to being an intern. I'll be ordained next month to be a pastor. All of that took place because men of God cared enough to invest in faithful people who wanted to want to grow. I'm very grateful. Wow.
0: yeah, that's cool. So, who discipled you? What's his name? Uh,
1: Larry Murphy was my discipler. Okay. If you have cool. not met Larry Murphy, you need to come disciple conference and, and meet Larry Murphy. He's an awesome dude. Yeah. So
0: you reference here disciple conference discipleship conference. Um, maybe you can give a shameless plug. Even for sure.
1: Here. Yeah, our discipleship conference. We have the privilege of hosting it here at Oakland Heights. We're in Cartersville, Georgia. It's uh. March 17th to 20th, uh, look it up and verify those dates. I'm pretty sure it's accurate. Yeah, uh, yeah we just hold a conference, kind of like Mission Focus or Certainty Conference. It's one of the three conferences our fellowship does each year, and we just focus on discipleship, and it's gonna be a blast. It's what recharges my batteries, mm-hmm. reminds me, refocuses me, and gets me excited to get back into the ministry of discipleship and, and turn the jets back on.
0: Yeah, that's sweet. So you, you kind of reference... Searching for discipleship and investment and training and uh, being equipped to do ministry and to count for the kingdom, right? And now you're doing that. You're counting for the kingdom and you're serving and you're ministering in your church and specifically the youth ministry. That's kind of the context I know you in, just connecting Mm -hmm. about youth ministry over the last couple of years. And so you have a heart for the for the youth, you have a heart for people, for souls, for discipleship. Where did that begin specifically with your salvation? So you're a missionary kid, you know, a church kid growing up, but what was the moment where you knew you needed Christ for you personally?
1: That's a great question. I was six years old, uh, so I was young. as pretty typical with, you know, missionary kids and pastor's kids. They, they get saved young a lot of times. I'm grateful for that. Exposed to the gospel a lot. Uh, so I would have done Awana as a kid, if you're not familiar with that. I don't know if it if it's in the Midwest, but uh, it's just a, a kid's church program. You learn a bunch of Bible verses and you get badges for it and stuff. So God's word was being hid in my heart. People invested in me, of course, my parents. Uh, but when we were, uh, there's a process that the church world calls deputation, where a missionary goes out and visits churches, raising financial support to be on the field. And we were at a church, I, I can't even tell you what state we were in. I was six. Um, but I just remember it was a pizza party afterwards, but we were in service and whoever the guy was preaching, uh, he preached on the gospel. He talked about hell and I knew the verses. Uh, it was never uh, a, an issue of debate in my mind whether or not Jesus died on the cross, was buried and rose again. I knew that I could quote the verses, you know, uh, how that he died according to the scripture and rose again according to the scripture. I knew these verses, uh, but when I heard him talk about hell, for some reason, I, that was the first time I actually... Realized that when that was me and i think the holy spirit that's the moment he convicted me and i, I finally came to a, an acknowledgement of well i knew jesus died i knew there's a hell but suddenly i realized i'm going there oh crap what do i do so he gave an invitation raise your hand if you want to be safe so i raised my hand of course i i believe jesus died for me i didn't know i just had to ask for it well I, sure i'll do that you know so i raised my hand my dad sitting next to me he pulled my hand down, took me outside, and we talked and uh, we prayed together. And I got saved at six years old.
0: Man, that's sweet. So now you're you're ministering to maybe not six year olds, but sixteen year olds. And I know that you're a worship leader guy. You're a preacher. You're a high school minister. Like you're you're in the high schools trying to minister and reach the lost high schoolers in Cartersville. And so. Maybe talk a little bit about um, how LFBI plays a role in that because you're, I mean, you're doing the work, you're doing the ministry and Mm -hmm. you've been in the church and you've been involved for a very long time. But uh, And then you also, I guess, so, so you were told don't go to Bible school or you were told to go to Bible school and you're like, I don't think so. But then LFBI- it was a thing that you did, and you graduated just this last December. So maybe what what role does um, the Bible Institute have?
1: Yeah, uh, it it has been a tremendous resource to me. I, I think of it as like a, a supplement, you know, uh, to to my training. So when when I got to Oakland Heights, uh, Joe McKegg was here. Uh, I was interested in growing, and so Joe uh, hooked me up with LFBI because that was our training process. We didn't have an internal one. Uh, we didn't have the resources for that. Uh, I got involved in LFBI that way f- through a couple, two, three years maybe. I was taking at least two to three, maybe maybe three classes to two classes a semester, trying to take a, a chunk. Just I was eager and hungry to grow. As much as I could afford to take, I would take. And um, but I don't think I would have been trained nearly as quickly and as effectively if I had not had LFBI in my life as well. It was super mm-hmm. helpful to, to have all those extra classes, things like, Uh, pastoral procedures and stuff like that to fill in some of the blanks that don't happen in a normal class setting. And I'm so grateful for Sam being so transparent in those classes and letting you see what it looks like to actually do the day-to-day job of a pastor, things like that. So I'm very grateful. It was uh, a a massive help to my growth and uh, certainly uh, God used it tremendously in my life. I'm grateful for it. And I I definitely recommend other leaders to, if they can take it on, man, let it let it bless you for sure. The other thing that I think LFBI did for me more than anything that I cherish the most was the fellowship. I got to know Briscoe through the children's and student ministry class in 2016. I saw him on the screen. I was like, got to meet that guy. And Chris Best, who who was, uh, I had a phone call with him where he was such a blessing to me. And uh, the fellowship began from seeing these guys on screen. So fellowship, that I may not have experienced quite so deeply if I hadn't been in those classes and seen those guys on the screen and and got to connect. That was, that was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, The local church is the ideal. That's the function that God wants to use to build up the church and to train the church members to do the ministry. And we have LFBI that has other pastors from other local mm -hmm. churches teaching those courses, equipping our saints in our local church from their local church. And it's kind of this beautiful teamwork um, that does help it go expeditiously to get people trained. I mean, we're coming to the end, the end of this age. And so we got to get wow. people trained up and on the mm-hmm. field and out there winning souls. And so with that, maybe maybe talk about, it's kind of tradition here in the shorts episodes to talk about your favorite class and, and with that, your favorite postscript uh, episode. So start with the class. What class did you enjoy the most or was the most meaningful? Or maybe you just, it was, it was the most fun. What's your favorite class? Uh,
1: I think my favorite class was uh, the uh, biblically principled church. I think it's called They're the nine principles that class. Uh, I'm a, I'm an application guy. Like I, I'm learning doctrine and all that kind of stuff, but um, application, um, devotional stuff and, practical teaching is very helpful for me because I'm am, I'm am not a a book learner. I need to see it done, get my hands on it. Like you can teach me a principle, but I need somebody to show me how it plays out. So things like pastoral procedures and the nine principles to me really uh, helped me understand things about ministry that I was missing just from from sitting in classes, like theoretically understand the stuff. But when he put it into principle terms like, oh okay, I understand and I actually came out of that class. Uh, I have a whiteboard right by my desk. And in some of those classes, I was jotting stuff down on my board like, oh my gosh, that that needs to be in in my high school ministry right there. Uh, so I'm super grateful. I think that class was uh, my favorite because it was the most impactful, and most practical I actually walked away with. I implemented some things straight out of that class. So I'm grateful.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the practicality is huge in LFBI. I mean, even if it is an online course. It's remarkably like practical and causes like the way that it is designed. It makes it so easy to, to be hands-on and to be like, mm-hmm. you got to actually do it to learn it. And that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. So what about episode, what's your favorite episode from the postscript?
1: Uh, I went and looked up the number cause I knew this question was coming. It was episode okay. 33 and 34 where Eric Phillips talked about the praise ministry. Um, the the few, the, I think it was like two and a half years. I actually did spend in college. I was trying to figure out what I want to do. I studied music, and I love music, very passionate about it. Um, so I don't currently serve in the worship ministry, but I do have a high school band. Who uh, shout out to them! I think our grounded student band is like the most talented student band I've ever seen, and I get to lead them. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, so that was very practical to me. listening to that episode helped me a ton, and focusing how I go about leading that, what our focus should be, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm very grateful, Eric. He had a lot of wisdom in that episode. It was good for me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Man, thanks for for jumping in on this episode and hanging a little bit. I feel like there's so much that I want to ask and talk about, and it's good having you on the show. Thanks for being with us, man.
1: Thanks, bro. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. It's an honor.
0: Yeah. And thank you for joining us on this episode. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, hearing about Chris and the ministry in Georgia, uh, or maybe that drew some connections in your mind to uh, other ministries, other uh, churches that you know of in the fellowship, or maybe maybe his testimony about LFBI was an encouragement to you. Um, man, we praise God for that. We, we want this to be an encouragement, something that um, just enriches you know the fellowship that our churches have, but also enriches um, the fellowship. You know that we that we have in the ministry and in the work, and and maybe something stood out that. That drew your attention to the Bible Institute, maybe you're thinking, "I need that kind of accountability or that kind of support in my training." Well, we want you—we want you to consider um, visiting lfbi.org to find out more. Maybe there uh, is a place for you here with us, where you can you can get trained up and equipped, and you can find the answers and the support that you need uh, to see to see God do what, whatever he wants to do in your life. And so thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode until then. We'll see you.
1: Thanks for listening to the postscript. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating and review in order to help other people find our podcast. If you value this show, Please help us continue creating content by supporting Living Faith Bible Institute at lfbi.org/support.